The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Well, my intrepid co-hosts, here we are once again. Um, And we've answered the bell for the Ascended Masters, our brothers and sisters who have gone before us to show us the way home. Yes. Now, this is our spiritual family, which is the focus of today's show. And I've got to tell you listening right up front that some of this may seem at first a little dense. But please bear with us, because in the end, you will be happy to have this understanding as part of your spiritual focus. That's because who we'll be talking about today is someone very special in the lives of each one of you. And more on that in a moment. Right now, there's something else I would like to say on behalf of all of us here, and please, you guys, feel free to chime in. What I want to say is this. We know that our show is unconventional. We know that for many souls in the spiritual path, the Ascended Masters, Decrees, Violet Flame, and so forth are relatively unfamiliar terms and concepts, which is all well and good. You know, we get that. We understand. But here's the bottom line. We simply want you all to know that real, true divinity resides within you. And our goal is to have you awaken to that light within, your I Am Presence and your Christ Self. This is why we're here and why we do what we do. Sometimes in the passion of the moment, we may dive too deeply into mysterious waters. Today's program, for instance, is a good example of a topic that is probably not on everyone's lips. The feminine creative power of the Divine Mother, within and without. That being said, we want you to know deep in your heart of hearts that you have brothers and sisters who want to share your spiritual path in whatever way works for you. There's no one way to do this, but all spiritual paths could use practical tools and teachings for navigating them successfully. So if you've got a particular question or concern, let us know how we can help. Email us, webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. We would truly love to hear from you. Like we said at the top of today's program, we are family. And today we want to talk about a very special member of our family. That's right. And for all of you who are sons and daughters of God out there, we're going to be talking about our Divine Mother. Mm -hmm. You know, in the West, we don't often think as God as Mother, yet think about the totality of God, who is both Father and Mother. Mm -hmm. And while they are one and the same God, the action and energy of each facet of the Godhead is quite distinct. 
which you might expect when you think of the wholeness of God as the complete Alpha Omega manifestation of cosmos. Of course, in the totality of being, God would have to be expressed through both father and mother. Mm-hmm. And down through the ages, we have known many different manifestations of God in both images. But the father role has been much more prevalent and accepted. Well, you know, you only have to consider the Western sign of the cross to realize that the mother principle of God is not mentioned. It's not yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Nope. You know, which doesn't mean this feminine principle of God is not recognized and respected. You know, it certainly is. And today, we're going to give the Divine Mother her due. You mentioned the sign of the cross a moment ago, and that's a very appropriate place for us to move this discussion of the Divine Mother. And that's because it is through the Divine Mother that we magnify the light of the Trinity within our beings. Exactly. And the universal light that is the Divine Mother has been seen and understood by all cultures of the world, and her sacred fire within each of us is the key to our soul's liberation from bondage to human limitation and density. And we could probably start stop right there because <laughs> that is the point we really want to make. The proper understanding use of the Divine Mother Light within us, and this is the flame of the Kundalini energy, is the key to our soul's ultimate freedom and ascension. And, yeah, and as we have said so many times before, we are each co-creators with God using His energy to animate our every thought, motive, word, and deed. And we cannot fulfill our true destiny without the Mother because she represents the feminine principle of cosmic creation. You know, and this is a key that is missing when we try to understand the words of John from the Bible. In the beginning was the Word, and without the Word was not anything that was made. Made, there was anything made. The Mm -hmm. Word, of course, being the Christ in one sense, but it's also the feminine principle of cosmic creation, which in fact completes the cosmic equation of creation. Yeah, essentially, the key to the heart of God the Father is through the Divine Mother. And the key to the Divine Mother is through the presence of her universal Son, the Word, the Christ, the ultimate light. Which ties it all together rather neatly, doesn't it? (laughs) Very circular and very cosmic. The universal light is really the allness of God's nature and being. The light is at once the Father, the Mother, and the universal Son, expressed through the feminine principle of the Word. You know, the Hindu tradition of the Word, the Om, is always feminine. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And even the, the Hebrew tradition of the Shekinah. Well, and the same is true of, of Shakti, the feminine complement of Shiva. In each instance, we are talking about the Divine Mother as active force of creation. To know Shakti is to literally know the active force of creation, which releases into form the intensity and fire of Shiva. And Shiva has said, to know me, <laughs> you must know me as Shakti. Yep. So when we talk about co-creation with God, We're really talking about using the active, creative energies of the mother to manifest our desires. And it is through our creations that we reveal who we are. In other words, our deeds will reveal how fully aware we are of our divine potential. And by our daily actions, we demonstrate how much of our I am presence we have manifested in our world. (laughs) You know, this is really central to the whole discussion of the Divine Mother. We are extensions of God as we go about our worlds and lives We reveal him through our thoughts, words, (laughs) motives, and deeds. We set an example that others can and do see. And again, we do this through our manipulation of the energy of the word, the feminine principle of creation. (laughs) The path and teachings of the ascended masters is the restoration of the soul, the divine potential of being, the the feminine potential of being, in the alchemical marriage to the universal universal Christ. And the fiercest defender of your soul is (laughs) the divine mother. You know, the Divine Mother is known throughout the world's religions and cultures. Of course, we have Mother Mary 
in the in the West, whom we revere as the mother of God, and then Kali, Durga, Kuan Yin, Shakti. She's known by many other names, but in all of them, as we've already said many times, she is the feminine principle of creation, and is through the word, the universal Christ, that her creations take form. And by the way, guys, I want to say a few words about Kali and Durga when we get, when we get to the Q&A, because they've really gotten a bum rap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have indeed. We're looking forward to it. Well, you know, as, like we said at the outset of today's program, we know we're wading in some pretty deep spiritual waters. This is all pretty high-concept spiritual stuff. And I think we need to bring this down to earth a bit. Why should you care about the Divine Mother? What does her presence really mean to you in your world? Well, Tom, does anyone not know what a mother bear will do <laughs> to protect and defend her cubs? Yeah. Virtually anything. She will defy arrows, bullets, anything that stands in the way of her rescuing her cubs from any threat. And to do this, she will not hesitate to put her own life at risk. And this may be a universal trait of mothers of all species, animal and human. So why should the Divine Mother be any different? The Divine Mother is the ultimate champion of life. To her, every soul deserves the right to fulfill her divine plan. So every life stream is precious and irreplaceable. Which is why she will go to extraordinary lengths to retrieve the light stolen from the sons and daughters of God and to restore that pearl of great price, your soul. You know, this is how strongly the Divine Mother feels about your soul. And you cannot imagine a more fierce, determined, and resolute defender of your soul than the Divine Mother. Well, and accepting her protection is your free will choice, of course. But wouldn't everyone want such a champion in their corner? Well, certainly they would. <laughs> in, in, in addition to this idea of the Divine Mother as our greatest defender and soul restorer, there's another point we must make perfectly clear. While we may see many examples of the Divine Mother in the world's cultures and religions, the Divine Feminine exists within us as well. Right, and the proper raising up of the Divine Feminine energy within each of us is an extremely part, important part of our spiritual path. This is because our goal is to raise the feminine energy, the sacred fire, from the base of the spine chakra to meet the masculine energy coming down from the crown chakra together in the heart chakra where the universal sun, the Christ, lives. And I just wanted to mention here, you know, we have to look <coughs> upon ourselves not just as masculine as feminine, but as having significant portions of our being. Uh, if we're masculine, we have a significant portion that's feminine, and for ladies, it's vice versa. So uh -huh. we can't think of our term just in one or the other. Well, no. In fact, I think, you know, we, as you mentioned, we'll save some uh, discussion of Kali and Durga for our Q&A. But I think this also, this why this importance, um, we're stressing why this union is so important for our souls. So we'll just kind of you know put that in the doc okay. and save it for that, too. For now, let's just say that this process of merging the feminine and the masculine energies in the sanctuary of our hearts is both a necessary and vital step in our journey back to God. And this is why we choose to be devoted to the Mother Flame. Raising it back to its source is our way home. You see, <laughs> each of us is holy, and this holiness burns within our hearts at this very moment. It is the divine spark, and it awaits the moment when it will be fully and eternally merged and with the soul in the process of the ascension. Well, and we take it for granted. We want to ascend. Whether we know it or not, our souls long for permanent union with God and say reunion for that matter, as Moses reminded us, know ye not ye are gods and all of you are sons of the Most High? And of course, the whole purpose of our show and our teachings is to give you and help you awaken to the universal reality of your being, who yeah. you are. And that is the goal, awakening. And we shouldn't waste any more time in pursuing this ultimate goal. 
By the way, earlier in today's show, we mentioned a few of the various names by which the Divine Mother is known. Mm -hmm. One of those was Mother of God, and we do (laughs) often refer to Mary as the Mother of God. Oh, yes. We've gotten an email about this in the past. If God is the original source and first cause, how could he have a mother? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's a good question, and I think we have a good answer. You see, she is the nourisher of the God flame within each within each of us. Yeah. And in this sense, she is the mother of God within our hearts. <laughs> and isn't it wonderful to know that we have a mother who nourishes the God flame within us? Well, and this is a comfort we can all know if we choose. Now, we've got to take a short break right now. And when we return, we will hear an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the path of the Divine Mother East and West. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. In the following lecture, Elizabeth Clare Prophet gives us the understanding of the Divine Mother, as the feminine principle of creation and as the restorer of our soul. It is through the Divine Mother that we magnify the light of the Trinity within our beings. That universal light that is the Divine Mother has been seen and understood by all of the cultures of the world. It is always a joyous moment when we come in our togetherness to meditate upon that light of the mother and to discover that she who is without is also within us and that her sacred fire is the key to our soul liberation. Mother Mary gave these words which are recorded in scripture called the Magnificat when she was with child, the magnification of the Lord upon the annunciation of the archangel Gabriel 
and therefore to magnify that Lord in our being as each one, male and female, man and woman, does bear the womb of cosmos, we find that that is the chamber of light where we nourish all which we give form and creative intent to. Therefore, as co-creators with God, we cannot fulfill our destiny without the mother because the word which John spoke of in his opening passages, in the beginning was the word and without the word was not anything made that was made, is the feminine principle of cosmic creation. And therefore, both male and female upon earth are intended to create out of that light and out of that womb. The key to God's heart is through the Divine Mother, and the key to the Divine Mother is through the presence of her universal Son, that ultimate light. We began speaking of the lost word, I am that I am, and of the sounding of the sacred Om, the point of creation. We spoke about the law that was also stated by Hermes Trismegistus, as above, so below. When God reveals himself to Moses, he says, I am that I am, meaning I am the state of being and consciousness. I cannot be confined or defined. I will be what I will be. I am who I am. You can only know me in the outplaying of events, in the course of history, in the course of life. As we test the bounds of our habitation and test the waters, we then know what comes back to us. And therefore, we understand what are the limits of power, the exercise thereof, what are the fruits of love, and what are the fruits of wisdom from our tree of life. In much the same way, we have the concept of the veiling of the Divine Mother, Isis. Isis is the veiled goddess whom we do not know until that veil is parted, partially or totally, in moments of inner recognition and of a profound sense of oneness with this Universal Mother. The most amazing thing about the name of Isis is that it's the same principle again. The verb to be spoken twice. I am that which is below, even as I am that which is above. The Divine Mother above and below then reveals herself as God does. First universally in the realm of cosmos, of spirit, and spiritual realities. But how do we know God individually? How do we know father and mother individually? It's the same principle that John gave to us. The light shone in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. But the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Then we understood and beheld the glory. We beheld that glory in Jesus as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth, meaning that Jesus was the vessel for the universal God, the universal light, as Father, Mother, as Christos, and that that one, that immensity, 
a portion to each one becomes the individual Christ, the individual I am presence, and the individualized mother. Therefore, the unveiling of Isis was accomplished by Jesus, especially when we understand that in Hindu tradition, that word, that om, as well as in the Hebrew tradition of the Shekinah, is always feminine. So the word revealed is the light that when embodying in each one of us takes on the active nature, action in this world, by good deeds, virtuous deeds, beneficial, beneficent deeds, we reveal a whole scale of qualities of this light that is not comprehended except when it is individualized. Our reason for being, then, is to reveal who is the I am dwelling in this temple and to unveil the Isis. This we do by our daily actions. But if we do not know our reason for being or that we are gods in manifestation, G-O-D apostrophe S, extensions of himself, herself, then we do not go about this world as though we were the instrument of God's revelation of himself, herself. Then we do not define reality as such. We do not come into consonance with that sacred own. And we can miss the course of an entire lifetime, not realizing that it is not only those who see us, but all of a planet whose souls are one. The actions we take register. And if we happen to be important people, or people who have set ourselves up as leaders or teachers or examples, and then we compromise that ISIS or we compromise the I Am Presence, People will say, well, if so-and-so will behave thus, then it must be all right. And step by step, down through this dark cycle of the Kali Yuga, the standards of the incarnation of the word have descended. And by default, or whatever means, the people of earth have forgot their reason for their descent as a shaft of light from their creator and from the twin flames of origin in the central sun. To know mother, then, is to know the active force, the great Shakti, which releases into form the intensity and the fire of Shiva. Shiva! And as we say the name, the manifestation becomes the feminine form, the Shakti. So the Holy Spirit has said, to know me, you must know me in the Divine Mother. Shiva has said, if you would know me, know me in my Shakti. And so it is. Out of the profound love of the Divine Mother, we attract to us the Buddha. Out of the Buddha's love of the Divine Mother, the Mother is raised to that level and the Buddha descends. So devotion is a perpetual figure-eight flow the highest initiates on the path, have attained to the ultimate worship of God as mother. They then, as a masculine vessel such as Maitreya and Gautama, poised in meditation, are in the great dream of the Divine Mother, the great oneness and union of her bliss.
The path and the teachings of the Ascended Masters is the restoration of the soul, the feminine potential of being, in the alchemical marriage to that universal Christ. I have come to realize that the greatest revolutionaries of East and West, as we trace them over the last 10,000 years, taking those who shine as shining lights, as male figures, these great leaders such as Gautama and Jesus and Moses were all incarnations of the Divine Mother in male form. Such was their greatness, such was their tenderness, such was the brooding spirit of the Mother Flame in them as they cared for their disciples and for a whole world. They truly entered the heart of the World Mother and knew the pain of her suffering experienced through all of her many manifestations. The highest initiates are initiates of the Divine Mother, and the Divine Mother is so full in that temple that the very presence of this Mother Light, this Kundalini fire, this white aura, is the magnet whereby the living God does appear through such souls. One of the tragic things I encounter in my ministry is to discover those who are bereft of a sense of the Divine Mother, often because of a very strained or harmful relationship with their human mothers. And so they come not to trust the Universal Mother or any feminine representative or authority figure. It is very difficult for such people to make their peace with Mother because they are always fearing that the good mother that they desire to have and know and that they believe exists somehow, somewhere, will suddenly, when they are not watching and not on guard, turn into the bad mother of their worst fears. And therefore we understand why Jesus extolled woman and why he determined that woman should have a central place in life and be revered. Everyone's relationship to woman, mother, wife, and sister determines his relationship to God. Jesus knew that if this is compromised from the moment of conception of a child, that child may not psychologically recover for a lifetime or more. Oh, now that is a sobering thought. It certainly is. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in for a moment. Um, not just a sobering thought, actually, but a clear warning of the consequences of failing to revere the true role of woman and her central and essential role in creation. Wow. Well, up next, we will hear more from this lecture on the Divine Mother from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. So please don't go away. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. 
Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for anytime, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Once again, we're back. And you know, we're going to keep coming back until you make your ascension. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's a long time. Well, maybe, well, maybe a short hey. time. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, let's continue with this lecture on the path of the Divine Mother with Elizabeth Clare Prophet. In this age, woman has been compromised in many ways. She has been made to feel as a tool for man's usefulness or as his servant, and in all kinds of such subordinate roles. This has been the testing of the soul of woman just before the moment of the dawning of Aquarius when the full accord of her stature is restored. But there have been some who have rankled and with such a sense of injustice and resentment have become embittered in the whole history of what they perceive to be as the subjugation of womankind. And so, without a spiritual understanding of the raising up of the divine feminine within us, instead of exulting in the bliss of the mother and our being woman as female, we may enter into a reactionary approach where we react against the supposed causes of our burdens which, of course, we believe must be in the male population. I believe in something superior to this action and reaction syndrome. I do believe in karma, and ancient karmas come again. I believe that there are reasons of divine justice as to why woman has been subjugated, if she has indeed, And some of those reasons have to do with her allowing herself to be so subjugated in the first place. I also believe that it is the age of the rise of the woman clothed with the sun in all of us, and that male and female or masculine and feminine in the divine sense is truly not a matter of gender of our bodies, but a matter of the wholeness of God restored. In other words, it is not only woman who has been subjugated, but the female part, the divine feminine part, of those who also occupy male bodies. Our feminine nature has been asleep. 
the true feminine of our inner being. In the West, Mother Mary has given to us her Hail Mary, her salutation unto the Mare. In my travels and coursings and journeyings on the path, I came to the day where I must have an answer from her why she would allow the idolatry of her person, as I had been taught that it was so in Roman Catholicism. Some of you remember that she appeared to me in Boston when I was a student there, having so cried out for an answer of what seemed to be an injustice. And one glimpse of her divine being, as beautiful mother and friend and teacher and sister, let me know that there was no such thing as the idolatry of the Blessed Virgin. There was only a profound love and devotion for this intercessor and mediator, which is a very important role of the Divine Mother and of the Divine Mother in each one of us as we take a stand for justice in every part of life for ourselves and our children. I knew in that instant that I could adore her and love her as the representative of the Divine Woman without any compromise of the principle of one God and a non-idolatrous religion. And so as I made my profound peace with her and dedicated my life and children who would come to me to her, by and by she revealed to me the nature and understanding of Mother and the Mother Ray. And she explained that when we say, Hail Mary, we are saying, Hail Ma Ray. Hail to the feminine principle of a cosmos. And that salutation is the arcing of a light from our hearts to the point of the ultimate manifestation of Mother in Cosmos. Devotion opens a highway to our God, and it's a two-way lane. And so, back down on the other side of that track comes that Mother Ray into our being. Devotion is so fundamental to our restoration to wholeness. It is the foundation of every religion, but sometimes we skip it for the intellectual or emotional aspects. Devotion is not emotional. It is fiery. It is the fire of the heart and all of the chakras that literally burn with a physical fire sensation within you when you are in love with God and all of your energy is rising back to that source. Hail, Mare. She explained to me that she introduced the rosary to the West to begin the process of the Western realization of the raising of the Kundalini. The salutation is to the sacred fire in the base of the spine chakra. As we give adoration to it, it rises on the altar of being. I need but speak of this ray and this light and this love, and instantaneously, I feel the fire on the spinal altar, in my heart and in the crown chakra. The glory of this light is truly the Shekinah of the Hebrew people. It is the great manifestation of the universal Ma. Mother Mary gave to me a New Age rosary, saying the usual form of the Hail Mary with a few changes, namely, not 
to ask her to pray for us sinners, but pray for us, sons and daughters of God, meaning manifestations of the masculine and feminine ray upon earth. Can you think of anyone else you would rather have pray for you than the comforting, forgiving Divine Mother who holds an immaculate concept of you? No matter what you do is seeing the original perfection of your soul, is holding that perfect image forever and forever and forever. You speak her name, she gazes upon you, and through her immaculate eye, she sees you in all of the perfection that you had with her and with the Father in the beginning. Mother Mary is one representative of the Divine Mother. She is the feminine counterpart of an archangel, an archangel of the fifth ray. Her divine complement is Raphael. Their retreat is in the etheric octave over Fatima, hence her appearance is there. So she is called anarchia as the Greek word for the feminine archangel. And so we understand that she is queen of heaven and queen of the angels because she descended to earth and in her incarnations on this planet kept the flame of our Christhood all the way from the healing temples of Atlantis to even being the mother of David, finally to be the mother of Jesus. She fulfilled her purpose for the descent and ascended to the heart of God when she descended. Therefore, she knows our needs, our burdens, having lived in human form, having lived at the side of our Savior. In her, then, God as mother is complete and perfect, but there are many other lady masters in heaven. So when we give the Hail Mary, we are locking our devotion, the sacred fire of our being, into the heart of one who has known us forever and will pray for our victory. Not, as she said, it is now written in the rosary, now and at the hour of our death, but now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. She said to me, there is no reality in death. You need me in that moment, that singular moment, when you will take your stand and challenge all of death and hell to cast out sin, to defeat your karma, all disease manifestations, and the lie and the belief in death itself. And I will be there if you call to me. The most wondrous thing of all is that that Hail Mary produces the gentle raising of the kundalini fire in those who are profoundly devoted to God as Mother in Mother Mary and have no comprehension of the Eastern mysticism of the Bija mantras to the feminine deities. Mother Mary is an example of the word incarnate. The light shone in the darkness, we comprehended it not. Who is what is this Divine Mother? Then Mother Mary walked in our midst, we saw her become the mother of Jesus. She had other children with Joseph. She has been mischaracterized as a goddess above ourselves without the stain of original sin and having conceived then by a virgin birth. We know that neither Jesus nor Mother Mary ever made such claims about themselves as these two doctrines. We know that much, much later, church councils decided upon these doctrines. 
And what they effectively did is to put both Jesus and Mary out of the reach of our humanness. Now they had effectively become gods. And we were outside the pale of having any sense that we could be like them. How many women today desire to be like Mother Mary or believe that they can be? Very few. Yet I always teach when I give marriage counseling, love your wife as though she were the Blessed Mother. Love your husband as if he were Jesus or one of the Masters. But that doesn't create a strained relationship. We have to first know what the Masters are like and what Mother Mary is like. All of us are holy, not just some of God's emissaries. The holiness of God burns in you now as the divine spark in your heart. It is my belief that this elevation to Jesus and Mary, to a place that is unreal and cannot be identified by ourselves, has made each and every one of us feel unworthy that we are simply too sinful and too stained to give birth to the Christ, to bring forth a child who may be one, a great soul of light, or to give birth to the Christ in our own lives as our own self. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) We are worthy. Yes, we are. Well, this, I can't get enough of this information. It's kind of like an all-you-can-eat spiritual buffet, you know. <laughs> really is amazing. Well, up next, we lob some deceptively simple questions at Sid Bennett, and he will hit him out of the park. He's uh, God's designated hitter. <laughs> Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. 
And we are back once again and happy to welcome Sid Bennett to tackle our usual barrage of tough, sometimes not so tough questions. (laughs) (laughs) Today on the subject of the Divine Mother and the creative power of the feminine. Hi, Sid. Let's go. Sorry, I may be being self-conscious here, but if I hearken you back to an opening minute or two of our show today, did I go overboard in my opening monologue? I mean, isn't awakening to our divine potential our essential purpose? You know, over the past three years, we've had so many opportunities to talk about, you know, the different aspects of God, different teachings. I mean, there's a wealth, obviously, if you've been listening to our show for a while, available there. But the core of everything we have to say, and why I don't think you went overboard there, Tom, (laughs) is that God is within us. That's number one. Number two, we are meant to become God. Okay? That's pretty revolutionary. Right. Um, you know, and as we said before, they don't aren't burning people at the stake for those ideas, <laughs> but that's that that's of that caliber, wouldn't you yeah. say? <laughs> yeah. That we are meant to become God, and that even though we have sinned, we are not sinners by nature. And there is a path, the path to our ascension, to reunion to God, to, to eternal life. So I you know, until we know who we are, we can't get where we're supposed to go. <laughs> and no one's telling us who we are. What they're telling us is we're worthless sinners. Oh. You know, and just give yourself to Jesus and you're home free. Well, it just isn't true, folks, as we if we shared so many times. God is within us. The potential actually is much more exciting than that. But if you don't know about it, how can you even pursue it? <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have Sid Bennett on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. Thank you, Sid. <laughs> you know, we made the point earlier that without the mother flame, the trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit cannot be fully expressed or realized. So can you expand on this final well, point? doesn't it make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, God is in manifestation not only in heaven but on earth. And we see the father, we see the mother, we see the son mm-hmm. or the daughter and so forth. And I think, you know, if you ask somebody to define God, I mean, sometimes people get an idea of an old man with a white beard, you know, right. and that's who God is. <laughs> yep. But God is so much more than that. And, you know, the, the sense that there's one God but there's different aspects of God, different qualities of God. And obviously, the mother is a wonderful quality. Mother Earth. Doesn't that just feel comforting even to say that? It yeah, does, you know, yeah. And know that yeah. the mother will care for you. And what I love, you know, if you go back to the time of Moses, you know, the law was the law. And look at all the people in the Old Testament that got struck down, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. You know, as yeah. soon as they violated that. Mm-hmm. Well, the law is the law, but there is the mother of God that also embodies mercy and compassion. And balances that out. And thank God there is a mother flame. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Well, you know, we're not in the habit of thinking of the relationship between the divine mother and our soul as a feminine connection. But it is. Well, it is. You know, when you think of the Christian teaching about becoming the bride of Christ, well, that's easy if you're a woman. But if you're a man, it's hard to think yeah, of those terms. And <laughs> yeah. so you understand it symbolically yeah. that the, the soul is the feminine potential of being in the matter plane. Mm-hmm. And so in sense, we do become the bride of Christ as our soul is feminine, and we want to merge with our Christ self to become a Christed once, and hence an ascended master. Yeah. Now, um, thinking in terms of energy, raising the mother flame from the base of the spine chakra to a, is, is a critical step in our spiritual growth, perhaps the most critical. So for the sake and safety of our souls, this must be done correctly, right? Well, it's true. And of course, if you look at the Eastern teachings and understand there is a kundalini yoga and so forth, but what is unfortunate is, unless you are ready to raise up those energies, it can have a very negative impact in your world. Because essentially, the power of the Divine Mother, the Kundalini, makes permanent what it encounters. And mm-hmm. so, if you're in perfection and have all these things in your world, that's what's going to become permanent. And there's even cases where people become insane if they raise that energy oh, too really? soon. It's, it's, it's dangerous. And so, Mother Mary has said, look, you need to raise this energy 
giving the rosary is the absolute safe way to do it. Mm. And for those of us that don't have a lot of you know attainment in Eastern matter, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, it is the way to go. So we must raise up that energy, but it's a powerful energy. <clears throat> we have to treat it with respect. And if Mother Mary says it's safe to use the rosary, then obviously that's the way we want to go. Yeah. Well, and you know, we talk about the, the fact that this is perhaps the most critical step in our uh, ascensions. This process of raising the mother flame to meet the father flame in the heart is how we achieve Christ consciousness, isn't it? Isn't that amazing teaching? You know, <laughs> the power of the soul, of the creative potential of the mother coming down and meeting the power of the father from our I am presence and then with the Christ becoming the Christ as those right. two come together in our heart. And, you know, it's love. That's the answer. I mean, you know, we don't have to know every single John and Tittle of how the law works, but what we know and need to know is that love is the key. And part of that is the adoration of the feminine part of our beings or the feminine part of God, you know, the God in us, the, the mother in us or the mother in others. And yeah. so honoring that. So it's, it's a very sweet teaching. And I know, you know, I love to give the rosary because I find it very peaceful, very comforting, and it's nice to know that my mother's looking out for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, you know, we've been given numerous examples of the manifestation of the Divine Mother in, in the world's cultures and religions. So we've mentioned them before, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, Kali, Durga, Shakti, and Isis. Mother talked about Isis, or Elizabeth talked about Isis. We refer to her as Mother. They have the feminine creative energy in common. But can you expand on, on the idea of the Divine Mother as our soul's protector and defender? Sure. And, you know, Mother Mary has a very benign presence, if you will. I yes. mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's not hard to love her. You think of Kali or Durga, which are, oh. in, the, in the Eastern tradition, if you see their statues or, you know, they're pretty fierce. I think it was yeah. that Indiana Jones movie where Durga was, you know, the, the, the oh, yeah. bad goddess or something. Uh-huh. And so... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like to think as Durga or as Kali with her tongue hanging out of the skulls and so forth, but, <laughs> but I think what we need to understand is that's symbolic for the fierceness and intensity of yep. the Divine Mother. Mm-hmm. And just as there are you know, different aspects of the Father, there's different aspects of the Mother. And there comes a time when you need that absolute fierceness to defend your soul. And of course, Mother Mary is capable of that as well. But if you think of Kali and Durga... It's an intensity that deals with very intense opposition and very intense energy, which we know there is in the world. I'll tell you a quick story. Durga gave a dictation many years ago, and she says, if you're burdened by something and, and just can't seem to deal with it, make a call to me, if you will, and I will take it from you. And I was going through something at the time that I just couldn't shake. And, you know, it was, it was kind of a step hmm. of faith. Durga, I want to be delivered of whatever this substance is. And, you know, it worked. It happened wow. over a period of time. I really felt free from it. So if we have the courage to call to the Divine Mother in Mother Mary or in the, in the mothers of the East, know that they love our souls and they will do nothing that has a negative impact on us and our path and our progress. They will deliver us from momentums and patterns that are keeping us moving forward and they'll deal with the forces of opposition mm-hmm. that we've well, talked about in the past that go against us. I'm just thinking Durga would be a good call to make for the defense of, uh, call to Durga for the defense of life in the womb. And- Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, good, that's a good point. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, just, you know, if, if Durga and Kali seem intense to us, just think how the fallen angels must feel when you call to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's take, right. take no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought what we heard earlier about what the title Mother of God really means as the nourisher of the God flame within our individual souls was really a wonderful explanation and image. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, it was, you know. <laughs> and, and think of that. Our souls need nourishment. You know, it's not an automatic thing. 
you know, our soul is our inner child. It's gone through a lot of pain and trauma, not only in this life, but in other lifetimes as well. And so that soul does need to be nurtured. It needs to be comforted. And, you know, one of the things the Ascended Master has done is encourage us to work on our psychology, yeah. on our inner child and the pain. And, you know, what comes up so often is that the inner child feels abandoned. Well, we don't want our soul to feel abandoned. We want to love our soul. We want the Divine Mother to love our soul, to nourish our soul, to bring healing. Because we've been through a lot of trauma. Let's fake it, folks. And, <laughs> folks, and our, not only in this life, but in other lifetimes yeah. as well. And we need that <clears throat> unconditional love. And what a comfort it is to know that it's there, the mercy and the, 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 the love of the Mother, which you know, looks beyond our faults. It's like Mrs. Prophet was saying, you know, Mother Mary has the immaculate conception for us. She saw us in the beginning when we were pure and holy with God and sees us in the ending when we shall return. Yeah. I need an advocate like that. Yeah. As do I. You know, and I'm thinking, too, about the relationship between ourselves and our mothers in the physical realm. We heard in that first lecture excerpt, Mother was talking about the fact that the relationship, if it's strained or damaged in some way, could have an effect that spans more light than one lifetime. Well, exactly. And so you associate <laughs> yeah. the mother flame with your physical mother. And, you know, it takes a lot of forgiveness. Our mothers were, my mother had very good intentions, but, you know, she might have done some things differently. And I'm sure my daughter will say that about me when she uh, grows <laughs> up. But, but have that flame of forgiveness and know that for what better or worse, our mothers did give us physical birth, which is something we all needed. And what is the lesson? And it doesn't mean there's not pain. I know there's pain, but, you know, God can heal that pain and the Divine Mother can heal it. Indeed. Yeah. Well, it seems like our our modern world has lost much of the contact with the Divine Mother and thus has limited and often demeaned the role of women in our societies. So do you see any hope for this trend being reversed? You know, it's pretty outrageous, isn't it? it when you is. think about it, um, about the treatment of women and the, and the Divine Feminine and how it has been hidden, the truth has been hidden. Mm-hmm. And I think of, you know, there's a, there's a Gnostic gospel uh, called the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. And basically it tells the story, the fragments we have, is that, you know, Mary Magdalene was a very much a part of the inner circle of Jesus, you mm-hmm. know. And, of course, the portrayal now and in, in, is so forth that she was a prostitute, you know. Yeah. And I'm not even sure that was true. But, but what happened is the other apostles, they got upset about this, you know. Mary being one of Jesus' closest followers, you know, how does a woman get to do this? You know, we're the ones that are special, so to speak. <laughs> right. And so, unfortunately, even the fact that in the Catholic Church you can only have male priests, you know, the, the w- woman has been put down for whatever reason, but it is clearly the age of the Divine Mother coming forth. And as Mrs. Prophet said, not just the mother in feminine form, but in masculine as well. Mm-hmm. It's a raising up of that mother light. And it's, it's good news for this planet, I think. Yes, and sir. so let's right that wrong. Let's give woman the rightful place in society as the true disciple and follower of Christ, as Mary Magdalene was, and let's move forward. You know, perhaps we're stepping into some tricky territory here, but you just mentioned the fact that, like the Roman Catholic Church anyway, um, the priesthood is male. Right. Is there some, I don't know what to say, was there a teaching back in the days when Jesus was still with us that this was prescribed as being only a male role? Well, you know, I mean, if you look at some of the the letters, you know, where the role of women in church, you know, and that would very much reflected the cultural aspect of the times in, yep. the, in the Jewish tradition and so mm-hmm. forth, which, you know, women were, you know, were in, in the same position as men, certainly historically. And so there's a, there's a track record, I guess you could call that, if you will, for it. But that doesn't, you know, I don't think that's an excuse. I, I really don't, because I, I think that, you know, the role of woman, I mean, if you want to concentrate power, 
you know, exclude one sex. You know, that's one way to do it. It's like the, the celibate priesthood. I don't, you know, Peter wasn't celibate, no. you know. So, so why is that necessary? Yeah. Look at the problems that have mm-hmm. ensued. You know, if, if yeah. and, and, of course, the teachings is there is a path of celibacy for those that choose it, but it shouldn't be forced upon people. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's an option, you know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, that, that this is a topic that does have some current currency yeah. in the world today. And I noticed that uh, this, this new pope, you know, I mean, he's, he's beginning to bring people back in by having a very simple outlook on life and on, on his, his, I don't know what to call it, I guess, his, his own path. I suspect this is going to be coming up again, this whole uh, revering the mother and life and you know, all these topics. Indeed, and, and I think that's all positive. But unless you have a core understanding of the role of woman, the divine feminine, so forth, it's hard to get to the right place. But certainly that type of change could be, could be positive. Well, I hope they will get to the right place. Indeed. <laughs> They've been aiming in that direction for a, a long time. <laughs> anyway, well, once again, we've just made an hour vanish as if by magic. Yeah. I want to thank you all for being with us, for staying with us. Um, we really do invite you to comment whenever you feel the, the need or have the time. Send us a word, even if it's just a word of encouragement. Um, webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. We would love to hear from you. Any suggestions, comments, criticisms, we'll take it all and we will respond. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Yep. And we're so grateful for the opportunity to do this show for you folks out there. Thank you for listening. Indeed. Yeah, for all, all our behalfs, thank you. And in the meantime, as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this world. God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.